This week's Pilch Point with Abram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. The best way to protect your privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, it's available for almost all of your devices. You can get a special price and a 31-day money-back guarantee right now by going to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. All right. It's been, it's been a little while <laughs> since we've had a Pilch Point. Uh, yeah. What, what have you been working on? So, so I wanted to, so I've been spending a lot of time the last week or two trying to find new ways to program things to be efficient. I do this all the time, but I don't know. It was my birthday a couple of weeks ago and I found it depressing as I always did so, do. So I was like, oh, what can I do to like program something that people will uh, appreciate? So I programmed some things for folks at work. And while I was working on that, I was looking at uh, how I can do more with macros. And I may have talked about this years ago, but I but there's a new version. There's a tool called, well, there's, there's two things I want to talk about to help you. First of all, I'm a firm believer that anytime you can avoid using this, your mouse, and use your keyboard instead, you're you're saving time, you're shaving your shoulder and your wrist or whatever for from the strain of having to lunge over with your mouse, right? So if you can and if you can do something where you hit one key uh, and it does something that would have required you to roll your mouse over and click or to roll your mouse over and click and drag multiple times. Wow, that's you know a lot of savings. So, um, what? So the first thing I wanted to talk about is uh, your numpad. Uh, do you use the numpad on your keyboard? Do you have a numpad on your keyboard? I have a numpad. I use the numpad all the time. In fact, at Strike, we have a couple of computers that don't have it. And like when I go to log in, I smack the desk. Because I keep expecting the number pad to be there. <laughs> I, what so, do you use it for? Um, I use it a lot when when doing database work. I use it a lot when programming, uh, and I use it a lot when logging into things. My hand just instinctively so, goes to the number pad. So you know, I'm going to be honest with myself and say that I don't like really use the number pad for numbers that much. I didn't have much of a use. I mean, like, and I do programming too and all that stuff, but I just find myself reaching up to the top to, to use the number row. Uh, sure. Granted, back in the day when I was a cashier, uh, I had the fastest <laughs> hands in the West and I would sure. be like typing in the SKU number, you know, I had it all memorized, uh, muscle memory. But uh, so... We know a lot of people now don't even have a numpad on their keyboard. If you have a, a laptop, there's a really good chance that you don't have one unless you've got a really big laptop. Uh, but let's say that you do. Well, you could actually be making, if, you, if you're if you not like Scott and you don't use it for numbers and you're thinking, what is this good for? Um, you can remap the keys to do other stuff. So one thing that you can do, and this would apply across the board. So if there's other keys that you wish to remap, uh, that's okay too. Uh, there's a program called Sharp Keys. I'm going to show you here. Um, 
it's a little bit ugh, on my screen that's a little hard to see because it's like zoomed out uh but what it does is it allows you to take any key on your keyboard and map it to become another key so and so for so what i have done is i have remapped my four five and six on my number pads so that they are media keys uh back forward and play pause and the plus and minus on the number pads so that they're volume keys um uh and i have and also uh the keyboard that i have doesn't have a print screen button but it does have an insert button I don't know about you, but I don't need the insert button ever because it's always on insert. Well, I don't want to turn toggle that off. Uh, so I changed insert to be print screen uh, and and you can do that. So uh, this is a nice free program called Sharp Keys that lets you do that. And then when you're done, you know, you just click to add the key, you pick the key that you want to, or you pick or type the key that you want to go from pick or type the key you want to go to, you hit okay, then you hit right to registry. When you're done, you close this and you reboot and you never, and you don't need to open sharp keys again because actually it's all it's doing is writing a key to your registry to do this. So it doesn't have to be running all the time. Uh, I mean, you could go to your registry and do it, but it makes it a lot easier for you. Now that's just remapping one key to another, but it's not macros. So let's talk macros for a second. Um, I, I love auto hotkey. Uh, let me show you. So auto hotkey, it is a free open source, uh, is a free open source scripting language, right? And what you do, oh, this is the documentation. What you do is you go, you can download this, it runs, uh, and then you can use, uh, any text editor of your choice, uh, or they have one that is made specifically for this for uh for writing scripts and then with this so let me show you and then you can run the scripts and what you can do is the best thing is you just put one in your windows startup folder and then it will always be running when windows starts here is a script i've been working on right now so this is uh my favorite program of all time that i use for all my editing which is notepad plus uh, plus i know some people use more complicated stuff but it's my I favorite program on windows I have it open on my computer right now. Uh, I mean, I just use this all the time, all day, every day. To be honest, I still haven't seen a reason why other stuff, like like, like why even using professional quote-unquote IDEs is better because this is just nice, easy. And so you can um, you can get an autocomplete and syntax highlight for auto hotkey language and, and install it. And so I did. So... Anyway, so what are some of these things that I'm having it do? Uh, so first of all, let's talk about the things, kinds of things you can do with it. Um, so one, I wrote a function that called WinChange. And what WinChange does is it, it not only does it uh, launch an app, but it'll go straight to, the fo to focus on that app. So let's say, for example, Slack, right? Um, so I'm going to hit the key, the key for Slack, which was two on my numpad, right? And oh, you're not going to see it because on another monitor. Uh, but what it did was it went to, drag this over here. It went to Slack 
So like here, I'm gonna minimize this. I'm gonna hit the two button and you see it opens it up again. If Slack were, were it, I didn't close it, I minimize it. So what it does is it brings the window focus to the window that you want, right? Uh, and if Slack was not open and I just closed it, it would, it would launch it, right? So it either focuses on it or launches it depending on whether it's open or, or not, right? Um, so that's one thing that I programmers do. Another is uh, to go to, but you know, a lot of the apps that we use are actually Chrome tabs, right? Like we don't need, um, you know, we don't, you know, a lot of the things that we rely on are, are in the same app, they're in Chrome. So what do you do there? So I programmed a, a function called Chrome tab that will do that will do this for you. So uh, so I assign one to my mail inbox and, and one to the plugins upstream. So for plugins upstream, I assign numpad nine. Watch what happens. So here you see I have Chrome open, but it's not on the, the correct tab on the tab that I want. I'm gonna hit numpad nine and it's going to not do what I said because I'm showing it to you. Uh, maybe, am I running it? Let's see. Okay. So what it should be doing, and it's not because I'm showing it to you. Do I have my numlock on or off? Is that it? Um, is it should be going straight there. Here, wait. I'll, I'll try the one for my inbox. See if that works. No, why not? Well, because I'm showing it to you, of course. But <laughs> it's the curse of the demo. But you know what it's supposed to do here is actually take you go into what it does do is it goes into Chrome, it will do the search for whatever I said. So like the so like the upstream, and then click the first result, right? Um, that's that's what it. That's what it does. That's um, fascinating. So now, because I'm showing it to you, of course, it's not doing what I said. But um, other things that it will, other things it will do, is it will. Um, I can assign the right control key to do different things than the left control key. So, for example, you know, in most things, Control N is create a new one of something, but. But I don't know about you, but I don't use the right control button that much. So if you assign the right control button, I can assign the right control button to open Notepad++ or take me to it. Let's see if that worked. Oh, that did work. Look at that. See, I hit Control-N, and it changed it to Notepad++. Uh, now, similarly... But if, uh, you had used, if you had used the left control, it would have opened a new tab in Chrome. Or whatever I'm in, right? Because so, that's what you, you were, know, that's what you were focused is, on. You were focused on Chrome right, at the yes. time. Okay, yes. got it. Yes, cool. yes, yes. So you see I'm focused on Chrome, but it just changed it to, to that. It just changed the focus to to this, right? Similarly, similarly, like I, I have to use the pounds, the pound sterling symbol at my job a lot because uh, we work for a UK company. And, uh, and so I assign control four to be the pound symbol, right? Because, um, you know, we know that shift four is the dollar symbol, uh, but I can sign right control four. Why right control four? Because left control four does other 
does other stuff, right? Um, and once you do this, it kind of uh, eliminates the original use case of it. Um, but you can also program these things to actually like do something that, so here that will in a specific program, it's in a specific program. So for example, here's another script I have, and it looks to see if the notepad exe window is active. And if so, um, it will, um, if so, it will do this task. So this is for regular notepad and this is just a de demo because nobody really wants to do this in real life. But um, so you see here, there's a status bar. Let's see if, now of course, watches won't do it. So oh, you see that the status bar went away, came, went, came, went. What's actually happening really fast is that it is hitting control, alt V down and enter. Well, Alt V, if you know your keyboard shortcuts and windows, if you have a um, menu up here, which most programs do, and you hit Alt and a letter, it'll open that letter, right? So Alt V. Then I said hit down, right, and enter. See? So Alt V, down, enter, right? But it's doing it so fast that you can't see that it actually happened. Right. But the idea is, let's say there's something on one of these menus that you want to make a hotkey for and there's no hotkey for it. Well, this will do that. For example, uh, I like to use Photoshop Elements and it has no hotkey for crop. Really annoying because I'm always highlighting stuff and I want to crop it. I don't want to roll my mouse over to the crop menu and, and do this. So I program something where it will just hit the hit the right key combination to do it through through the keyboard and it does it so fast that you don't even see the menus opening um so uh another thing you can do obviously is repetitive text like your address so like here uh here i've programmed this is for if the numpad numpad up means if the if numlock is off and you'll see that it put in an address right they just sent this text so um, so you can see there's a lot that you can do with auto hotkey uh, to kind of program it to do things that only menus could do, to do things that are faster, to kind of change your window focus, not just launch new apps, um, and to kind of do things specifically within an app. So like this one here with the, the um, numpad page up, it only runs that if I'm in notepad, if I'm in another program and I hit that key, I could have it do something else or nothing at all or not have it do it at all. But um, anyway, uh, I have a story up on right now about how to remap your numpad and do a lot of this stuff on the homepage at Tom's Hardware. Uh, and I definitely recommend folks, uh, and I'll be doing some more stories about AutoHotKey, although I know not a lot of people kind of, not everybody <laughs> reads them, but uh, I also recommend folks go to AutoHotKey.com, uh, download the software, read the documentation. Uh, there's version 1.1 has been deprecated, so follow the version 2.0 coding instructions, which have different syntax. Um, anyway, uh, what do you think, Scott? Is that stuff that you could that you could make use out of? 
Yes. So I'm instantly curious about a couple of things. Like, can I, uh, can I target a, a pinned WPA? Um, you know, things like that. Um, so a, as you're talking, I'm like, Ooh, okay. I wonder if I can do this with it. I wonder if I can do that with it. Can I, can I target the buttons on a stream deck with it? Because, you know, uh, capabilities so, here are significantly wider than so, those. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you have to look and see, they have shortcuts for a bunch of things. Um, you also, I think, can actually. I think there's like a bit code or whatever that every key has, so you could theoretically just use the bit code to assign something to it. So if you know what the bit code is, um, I mean, I actually would love to figure out. I don't have anything with the new Copilot key. Do you? Mm -hmm. No. Yes or no? Because um, no, I'd yet. love to know what the bit code is for that. Then I would do a story on how to reassign your copilot key or how to turn something else into your copilot key. Uh, um, not that I think anyone needs a copilot key, but um, but you know that's a key on the keyboard. So yes, you can do uh, stuff. You can do things things like that, um, and it's it's very specific. Uh, obviously, like it it will target. The numpad number one is a different target than number one on the number row, and the num you can target the number pad with numlock on or numlock off as different, you know, different mappings, right? Um, so, and like I said, you can do you can assign something specifically to the right controller, right alt. Uh, different than the left controller left alt and i was serving i don't know about you i was thinking about this myself and surveying my colleagues and i found that almost nobody ever uses the right controller right alt keys oh yeah i i i get that um i <laughs> so much so that earlier when i was in premiere i have to control m and I'm literally, I'm doing it from the left side as I'm just talking. <laughs> Control M to export the media. And I realized, oh, I could do it one handed if I did it from the right. I, I do it all the time, Avram. And it took me until this afternoon to realize, oh, right, there's a control on the right. I can do it one handed. <laughs> Right. So that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like people are not using it. And I, you know, I had to check myself because obviously it's kind of unconscious, but I don't think I ever use them. Uh, and so, like, you could assign them to do something else, to be a different modifier, uh, which which we need because, unfortunately, a lot of the existing a lot of the existing possible keyboard shortcuts are taken. Right. Like you're in a document, you're like, oh man, I really wish I could assign control, you know, T to do something, but it's new tab or whatever. Or I mm -hmm. wish I could assign, I mean, especially if you want to do something that's across the operating system, um, then you have to be conscientious of, is this a keyboard shortcut in any application where I'm going to override it or lose it or whatever. Right. The one thing that auto hotkey does not seem to be able to do to my satisfaction um, so far is it 
so you saw how I had to do the tab thing, right? And how I had to do the tab thing was I have it actually open, uh, hit control shift A, which in Chrome opens the tab search menu and then search and then click the first result, right? But that's a little annoying because what I'd like it to be able to do is to be able to toggle all the tabs that have that. So let's say you had uh, Google Docs, right? And like, that's a big thing for me is losing my Google Docs tab, right? So if you, you could assign it to find Google Docs, but it will only go to the whatever the first result is, I can't easily make it so that like, if you hit it three times, you go to the third one. You know what I mean? Like, I want it to be kind of like alt tab where you if you hit it yeah. three times, three times you go to the third one that matches that description. So if you've got a whole bunch of, let's say tabs that are Google dot that have Google docs open in them, you can just hit the button until you get to the, until you get to it. Um, I have not found a good way to do that. What I can do to do that. And I may very well do to do that is to make a Chrome extension that does it. But then you'd have to be in Chrome first to actually use it. Mm-hmm. But um, but assuming that you were in a Chrome window, like I've done this already for my job where I have a, a key where like for our CMS, um, you hit uh, like you hit a, I think it's control. Is it, I forget what did I assigned to it. Control V, not control V, control T maybe. Um, to switch tabs, which actually should open a new tab. But anyway, uh, it switches you, like it'll switch you, it'll toggle you to the latest CMS tab that you had open. And then if you hit it again, it goes to the, the previous one. It actually recalls how long it's been since you visited each tab. So it does, does it in kind of reverse order of like the soonest, the most recent one that you that you visited. Um, but, you know, if you hit, if you have three CMS tabs open, and you hit it three times, you'll get on, onto the third one. Um, so um, I could, using uh, Chrome's API, I definitely could do that. But using Auto Hotkey, which runs at the operating system level, it 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 can't do that in your browser. It can only, and it can't unfortunately read the text of the um, tabs it can read the title bar text of the window, but it can't read the text of the tabs. So unless the tab is the focus tab of that window, it won't find it. The only way to find it, it, the only way I had to do it was to have it do it like a person would and hit control shift A and search for it, right? So, and then if it doesn't find it, it actually opens a new tab and puts that URL in and and opens it. But, um, But anyway, so, it is effectively an, an invisible hand that does what you might do, but for you. An invisible hand. Yeah, that's a... So I um, have long had keyboards with extra keys on them, um, especially for programming. And I have done this with, with the macro keys on like Logitech keyboards for years for uh, menus in particular, like you showed off the, the status bar um, for yeah. for menu options that didn't have hotkeys. 
in Visual Studio to the point where um, Visual Studio has started doing like these double key shortcuts. So basically everything has one now because so many people were right. specifically buying Logitech G series keyboards with all the orange keys on the left or across the top or whatever, um, because there mm -hmm. were so many things that we wanted to have happen. Um, like, right. clean, like yeah. clean and rebuild, clean and rebuild for years. Didn't have, um, so ridiculous. uh, keyboard so. shortcuts. So, we would make them, we'd map them ourselves, you know, doing alt B whatever. So, and then macro that onto a, onto a keyboard, onto an M key. I'm trying to find in my drawer here, which I don't think I have it like right at hand, unfortunately. Um, I need to set this up, but it's just not the same height as my keyboard. So that's annoying is I have a, a, um, Adafruit, I think I've shown this on the show a while ago, uh, RP2040 macro keyboard. Um, and that has, um, like, basically, it's it has, I think, nine keys. Uh, and you can attach you can attach it to USB. And if you program it, like, basically, it doesn't do anything unless you program it because you have to program it in Python. But you can program it in Python to make those keys any keys you want. So what I do is I program them to be keys F uh, 13 through 24. Yeah. Uh, there's only nine of them. Maybe it's F 13 through 22. But, you know, they, for those who don't know, Windows recognizes function keys up to function key 24 because there used to be, and uh, I mean, you can still buy one somewhere, uh, keyboards that had a second uh, 24 function keys. Uh, old terminal keyboards, right? And I kind of want one because I want those extra keys. So what you could do is you could make those keys be seen as other function keys, and then you could go into auto hotkey, and then you could program program them there. Whereas if you if you just have them seen as like number keys or whatever, then they're going then it's not going to do you a lot of good because they're going to be seen as the same number keys as your number pad. Um, now there's a lot of companies, you mentioned the Steam Deck, which is cool. There's a lot of companies out there that are making like numeric keypads and programmable numeric numeric keypads that you can put mm -hmm. on the side of your keyboard. And what you could do with one of those is you could uh, use sharp keys, which I just showed you, to remap the keys so that they're so that they're F keys, and then you could program them. Because if you leave them at the default of being numbers, then they're going to, and you program numpad one to do something, the numpad one on the external one and the numpad one on your key, on your regular keyboard, if you have a numpad there, are just going to do, both going to do the same thing. So, uh, yeah, you got to like, I, the, you mentioned the extra functions on the G, Logitech G, um, and I think they give you like five, um, you know, but I feel like you could never have enough enough yeah. buttons because if you have more you can do fewer modifiers you could just hit a button one button and have it mm -hmm. do something the thing that i most want to do with it but i just haven't been doing a lot lately is uh but i will i'm sure again is use them for linux commands because there's so much repetitive typing when you're doing linux commands and let's say you've got to launch a virtual environment and then you've got to change it to directory and then you've got to do this this and that and like there's so much 
so much very heavy typing of the same stuff over and over again. It's very, very annoying. So, um, you know, I think great idea using it and you could have it so that those keys only depending on what the program is you're using. Of course, this is assuming that you auto hotkey is a windows program. I don't know if there's a Linux version of it or anything. I don't think so. So I think what, I think the point there would be assuming you're running Linux in a terminal window, uh, from a, from a windows desktop, like you're, or you're using uh, windows, uh, was it subsystem for Linux, Linux yeah. subsystem for windows, sorry. Um, you know, something like that. But uh, nevertheless, uh, I'm doing that all the time. So, or I, there have been times when I have. So, yeah, like I think that's a good, um, a good use of it. So, anyway, yeah, I I recommend folks check out Auto Hotkey. It's really worth the time that you put into it because then you know every day. I, I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of person who I will spend like, and this is not going to be that time consuming, but I will spend like 10 hours to figure out how to save 30 seconds every day. Yep. Like I can't bear the human doing the re the repetitive work. It's like, uh, I could do this. I could have a shortcut to do this. Why don't I? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh. Okay. So I'm literally sitting here with the largest of the stream decks to my right. <laughs> I have a mid-size one up in the office. <laughs> Yes, buttons are good. And I have, so you mentioned uh, five or six uh, uh, macro keys on the Logitech. I have one of the older ones that actually has two rows. <laughs> um, they haven't made it in a while, uh, but I definitely have one that has two rows of orange keys on the left side. <laughs> so uh, when they discontinued them, I bought a bunch of them. Just, uh, <laughs> Just to make sure I, didn't I mean, lose them. <laughs> I mean, I really wish that, uh, that you know, and I, I've been looking around. I haven't seen, like, a good mechanical keyboard come out that has the extra function row. Uh, has like, I, I would absolutely, I would get one in a, in a heartbeat that had, that had the, uh, now, you can buy, for those who are really interested, if you go to pckeyboard.com, um, this company uh, sells, like, basically, manufacturers old ibm model m style uh vt122 uh terminal keyboards i don't even think they have a windows key on them uh and you know they're behemoths and you can't change the switches although those switches that it comes with are pretty good but um but nevertheless like so you could get it that way but i kind of like my um my kale box switches now so uh, I'd really like to see somebody make like a keyboard kit that has extra keys in it, but we, but the keyboard world seems to be going in the opposite direction where you see more and more keyboards that have, uh, that don't have a number pad at all, or don't even have a function row. Uh, and I don't get it. Like if people have so little space on their desk that they can't right. bear to have an extra few buttons, come on. Right. Or the low-profile keyboards. I don't get those either. Do you not have air rights to your desk that you're worried about, like, an extra, like, half-inch of vertical space? Like, what's happening over here? Yeah, what's happening over here that you can't bear to have your keycap or your switch 
be a full to be a full like four millimeters that you need to get it down to like one millimeter of travel and the keys be totally flat and what like no flies. I mean, even with a keyboard, even with a keyboard drawer, you have room. So I don't, I don't understand that one. They live too close to an airport. Uh, I'm just going to keep coming up with them. Uh, for as long as we talk about it. I I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. You know, like there's some things that are cute in life and I just don't get them. Like, I used to really think that mini PCs were cute. I was like, oh, isn't it so cute? You could fit a the Intel NUC. You could fit a little computer and something this size. And then yeah. I started to look at how much it costs mm-hmm. to, you know, to build to and some of the to build these, you know, that you pay premium for a mini PC. It's like, are, do you really save that much space? That you who is who? Like, I guess if you're running a lab and you had desks that were really close together, like some kind of internet cafe maybe or but you then you to, can just put, put or you need to mount them into a television or th- like there are some very very specific purposes but outside of that that's not but that's not how they tried to market them <laughs> right right i mean i just don't see how it's like a regular cons- consumer or even a regular business would need that like if you really yeah. need to save desk space put your computer on the floor get a tower put your computer on the floor problem solved so like i I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm all about the buttons. Always have been. Always will be. <laughs> uh, just, just as a note, I am doing research on uh, what is going to be uh, triggered on the Copilot uh, key. I've got, I got power tools open. I'm or power toys. I'm all kinds of things to try and figure out what that key is going to be. <laughs> Trying to see if I can send the command so I can then trap it. Anyway, uh, one way or another, I'm going to have this figured out. Um, but th- this was fun, Avram. Um, it, it gives me a lot of interesting things to to consider. I always forget that you can pull back the additional uh, function keys, which for what we do is really interesting because the function keys are um, hard cuts. And theoretically, you only have a certain number of of inputs, and I already have too many just in this uh, view. 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, I have, I have 13 uh, inputs on here. And I hadn't considered that I could just map the additional function keys to make that work. So I always love these conversations. Uh, They're, they're always a ton of fun. I never know what interesting new thing I'm going to learn. And as always, I look forward to what we talk about and what I learn next time.